Hello, listeners, and welcome to One Mission, the podcast. We're glad to have you and the listening audience. And today we have a dear colleague here at the Alabama Baptist State Board of Missions, Rick Barnhart, who gives leadership to associational missions across our state and collaborating with our associational missional leaders in their context and also gives premier leadership and oversight to what we do in church planting efforts across Alabama and actually beyond. So we are indeed glad to have Rick Barnhart here. And Rick's been at the State Board of Missions now, what, 11 years? Yes, sir. Yeah, I thought I remember that pretty well. <laughs> and it's been he's been a welcome addition. We thank you for taking some time out of your day and to help us better understand what it is we're seeking to do at the State Board of Missions in general and in associational missions and church planting in particular. Rick, tell us a little bit about your conversion and your call to ministry. I think our listeners always want to hear about one's conversion and call because it helps us relate to each other. Well, for sure. I grew up in Daytona Beach and came to know the Lord uh, when I was 11 years old. Uh, And I think some of that was probably just so much work with Sunday school teachers, RAs, and, and then even in the Boy Scouts, we had a... A uh, troop that was sold out for serving the Lord in different ways, and but it wasn't until I was at the University of Florida Baptist Campus Ministries there that that I really understood what it meant to have Christ as Lord of my life, and so my life really changed significantly at uh, at the University of Florida Baptist Campus Ministry. Became responsible for small group leadership, those kinds of things. That's a good shout out to Collegiate Ministry. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you I'm for that. I'm sold out for BCM. Well, that's great. Yeah. Uh, now, that's your conversion and uh, your call to ministry. Yes. Um, uh, at first was looking at serving the Lord as, uh, as a counselor on staff at a church. And so I, I worked on my master's work at Southern uh, in counseling. Pastoral Care and Counseling, Southern Seminary, and uh, was disappointed that really with a master's degree, there wasn't a whole lot of opportunity to serve in churches in that capacity. So um, as as the Lord allowed me the opportunity to move back down to Daytona and, and serve with the church that I grew up in, uh, realized that really I was called to pastor and, and so uh, became involved in uh, the first church that I served full time, I was I was uh, responsible for worship leadership, education, and school administration of a school with three hundred, and and so that was kind of a shock for your first uh, full time ministry. But but over time, the Lord just honed my skills and honed the opportunity to to serve Him as a pastor, and so it was it was a building up to uh, the calling of, of First Baptist Silver Hills, my first pastorate. Well, that's well stated, and uh, I think you're also working on a D-Men, and t- talk to us about the areas of ministry there. Well, the D-Men is, is specifically related to uh, strategy development for rural associations in Alabama. Uh, out, of, out of our 74 associations, we have 66 are uh, rural associations, and, and a lot of the work that's been done for helping them develop strategies, helping associations develop strategies, has been 
has been for the urban setting. Right. And yet most all of the associations across the nation are rural and they don't have the resources that our urban associations might have to uh, to do those self-studies and to bring in consultants and spend five or ten thousand dollars for that kind of that kind of study. So my goal has been to develop that tool that they could use through the DMIN studies to to be able to work toward evaluating themselves and then come out with a strategy for a couple of years. Well, I applaud you. We applaud you for doing that because there's uh, really a, a feeling of neglect among those in the rural areas because we've urbanized so much, not only, of course, not only in Alabama, but across the country. And urban areas uh, are the concentration of the people, therefore, it gets a whole lot more attention. And yes, there because the people are there, uh, church planting seems to be more of a natural setting. But yes, indeed, as well, we need, of course, to minister in the rural areas because, as you mentioned, a host of our counties are still very rural. And we may have a small, of course, small town county seat, but even that would be considered small town America. So thank you so much for doing that. And I know that you'll be able to put that into practice, probably already are, in relationship to rural church ministry and associational leadership there. Uh, talk to me, uh, talk to us about what the role of an associational leader is as a, a strategist and as a leader in the local setting. We'll have next week a, a real associational missional leader on the mm -hmm. local setting, but from your vantage point, having been an associational leader, having been a church planter, having been a pastor, and now a state missionary, you would have a unique perspective on that. So would you mind sharing with us? Absolutely. Uh, what I really look at when I, when I think about associational missionary leadership is, is that they have three primary areas of concern that they're that they're focused on, and and the first one is is going to be inside the new name that that the uh, SBCAL, the Southern Baptist Conference of Associational Leaders, they developed a couple years ago uh, with a bunch of surveys and a bunch of work that that they wanted to be called themselves associational missionary strategists. Well. I, I I personally favor associational missionary, and, and part of that is because they should be strategists. That's right. part of their responsibility, True. And, and they're going to see what's going on in their county or their region, whatever they're responsible for, but primarily counties in Alabama. So they're going to see from a, a 50,000 foot perspective, yeah. the whole county, what needs to take place education wise, what needs to take place with their FEMA, their uh, emergency management groups, all the all the different priorities that the county might have. That associational missionary needs to have a good relationship with county leadership, fire departments, police departments, sheriff departments, all those kinds of folks so that he can understand how to help his churches relate to the needs that might be in their county. So he's looking at it. He's being strategic. How do I get this church on this side of the county to partner uh, with this church over here? And that's that's a part of church revitalization as well as, as that associational missionary is going to be trying to balance uh, out the, the, the larger healthy churches supporting and working with some of the smaller churches. So strategy. He's also going to be the team leader for uh, whether it be disaster relief or whether it be women's missionary 
uh, union, those kinds of, of, of groups that, that are going to be active inside of his association, he needs to be sure that they have the tools they need, the resources they need. So he's, he's going to be a networker among his, his teams that are part of that work in that association. And then finally, uh, a term that I prefer over pastor to pastors is shepherd to shepherds, mm. uh, because yeah. you're looking at pastors, you're looking at worship leaders, and, and you're looking at all kinds of other responsible folks, youth leaders, and they're not necessarily going to be full-timers. They'll be folks that are partially funded, and uh, and they're going to need resources, and they're going to need ministry in critical times of their lives when there might be some conflict in the church or there might be some personal devastating event in their own lives. So those those are the three major areas that, that I see an associational missionary uh, providing good ministry for his yeah. association. Well, that's a brilliant way to express that. I like it. And to say that you have someone who's a strategist, they're strategists in ministry, obviously, trying to help others strategically be on mission with a great commission. And then a networker of leaders, that uh, of, of workers, that makes a good, uh, it resonates well with me because uh, ministry is all about relationships. It, it, it runs on the rails of relationship and networking is just absolutely imperative. And then to be a shepherd of the shepherds, I, I've tried to see my role in that way through the years. That's real hard to do and somewhat sometimes, but shepherding the shepherds would be certainly one of the things I'd hope we, all of us are doing here at the State Board of Missions. So I, I applaud again that description. I would add somewhere that, and it probably comes under the strategist, or it may come under the networking or whatever, but a disaster relief strategist. Absolutely. Locally, that we depend upon our local leaders to help us as we seek to respond to those inevitable times of disaster. And I think that's worked well. I might add to you who are listening, Alabama Baptist and our State Board of Missions, we value our relationships with uh, churches. We exist to assist churches. We further value how to praise and put a lot of worthwhile emphasis on having good relationships with our associational leadership. Uh, speaking of titles, titles are titles, but they mean something because they really connote a ministry assignment. Director of Missions is okay. I like that all right. Mm -hmm. uh, and of course, I have director in my title, but I try to go by the terminology of state missionary. Uh, executive director, some of the urban ones, a couple of three urban, urban ones have that. But uh, associational missionary, I'm glad you mentioned that because even though it sounds a little dated, I think it does cover what we really see and hope for in our associations. I think the term you mentioned a moment ago is uh, coming out of the national organization is associational missional strategist. And that is, that's good. But as you have well indicated, the associational missionary has far more than just a strategist part of his role. So well stated. Rick, you also give oversight to church planting. Now I must say after 25 years of being here, uh, I, I helped redesign or really redesigned the Office of Associational Missions and something else, and then put the, the something else we took off of it. I think it was Cooperative Missions, which uh, 
didn't really speak specifically to what we wanted to do. So we renamed and retitled the office <clears throat> Associational Missions and Church Planting. And we've, I, we've made a, a, a yeoman's effort at having church planting in Alabama become a premier emphasis because we do have our, some churches that are not as healthy as they once were. And who knows, in a matter of time, they may not actually be in functioning and ministering in the days to come. So we need churches for all kinds of people and all kinds of places and all kinds of emphases. And we have tried to do a better job of that. We It's a progress, work in progress, but I certainly appreciate what you and your people in the office there have done to help promote that because um, we are... We have 3,230 churches approximately, and we feel like over a period of time, we have to do not only a replacement of those churches that are transitioning to not uh, to replants, I hope, if they're going out of, uh, if you will, out of their own kind of uh, ethnic or Anglo basis and being able to transition to a replant somewhere else. We So church planting and replanting are so so important to us. And, and talk about the importance of that a little bit. I've, I've said too much. Now you say something. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the thought goes back to the relationship with associations. To me, I think it's critical to understand and, and the listeners to understand that, that churches are not planted in Alabama by Alabama Baptist State Board of Missions. They're planted through churches that are planting churches in their in their associations. So our partnership with associations are critical. We may yes. be the only the only state board of missions in the nation that will not plant a church, will not assist a church in planting. That's a better way of wording it. Without the associational partnership. If, right. if the planter does not have a relationship with the associational missionary, if he does not, uh, if that church plant does not have approval of, of the association through their executive committee process or whatever process they might have, then, then we won't become involved with them. We might assist them with assessment and we might assist them uh, with training and other things like that, which is, uh, I'll mention that in a second, but uh, those things, any financial support doesn't come without the association's approval, which means the churches in that association right. approve yes. of that ministry taking place. So once once someone comes and, and responds to us in whether, whatever way that we might find out that they're interested in, in planting in Alabama, we refer them to the associational missionary. Yeah. Then we refer them to the different websites that we have that, that allow us to assess them. And so we go through an assessment process, they, and, it, and it takes several months to get through that part of the process. And, and then they will also be involved in, in a, um, a cohort training, yeah. which is going to be somewhere between seven to eight months of, of studies, different materials, working with small groups and, and understanding what it means to plant a church in their community. Yeah. And then they'll also have a mentor assigned to them or a coach assigned to them that will stick with them for two years. Mm. And so that's an important part of, of success. And that's what we're looking at. Of course, we want to have successful church plants, and and we also have a great uh, record on on those successes. 
Um, over the last 10 years, we've, we've just seen that improve, and, and that's been a good thing. And, and so the follow-ups after the, after the assessments and after the, the training and, and then the opportunity for them to be involved with different leaders that we have in place, uh, the coaches, yeah. it's, it's a right. wonderful improvement, I think, over, over the last seven or eight years especially yes, uh, to, to see this kind of support structure out there for our planters. Well, I appreciate that. And it's well stated again. And I might ought to add that if you're listening and would be interested as a, a pastor who would like to do church planting, then, of course, uh, the process has been verbally laid out. But we have much on our website that will help you be able to get a good start. And the what we really see, the viability of churches five years out in Alabama, the percentage is very high that they will still be existing. And then... 10 years out, which is uh, really a good point of reference as well. Alabama books the average on how many of them are still viable and ministering effectively. So I'd like to say to all of you, uh, through the cooperative program and through the Myers-Mallory offering, our state missions offering, mm -hmm. we're able to support church planting. And therefore, it is, again, most important, very important that we have good church planters and well-positioned, well-trained, well-coached to be able to do the ministry that God's called them to do. We value that highly. We just came off a, locally here as we make this broadcast. We came off a serve tour or serve Montgomery, the river region, including Montgomery area that would go into Lowndes County because some of those churches are in the Montgomery Association. It would cover Elmore County, uh, north of the river, so to speak, if you're not aware of the Alabama River, and the Altauga County, which concludes Prattville. Uh, that seemed to have gone well. I was involved and it was kind of a, a floater going on various locations, working with the North American Mission Board, working with those local associations, and also the partnership with the State Board of Missions. I might add to all of you who are listening, this is a picture-perfect example of cooperation at its best. And it, it seems to have had a resounding productive impact in these areas. You want to talk about that a little bit because you were intricately involved. Well, I, one of the fascinating things is uh, Monday when I returned to the facilities, I, I took a tour, so to speak, of, of the different offices. And, and we did something different than any other state convention in their involvement with their serve tours. Our staff was very much all the ministry support staff as well as missionaries, uh, as as many as possible, were involved in uh, different projects, 48 different projects across that region that you spoke of, uh, with with individual project leaders responsible for the project and, and then the relationships with the three associations and the state board and send relief in, in the serve tour part of the team. Uh, it, it was it was one of the best um, opportunities I saw for partnership over the over the last ten years of ministry here at the state board, yeah. and uh, and and I think that that was that was a real bonus for our staff, a real bonus for the relationships and partnerships, and and I'm hoping to see uh, a lot of things yet to come from the fruit of of that week. 
Uh, certainly, it was a two-year process. It wasn't yeah. just something that happened yeah. overnight. Uh, we we began working with the Sin Relief Tour two years ago, making plans. Where's it going to be? How's it going to happen? And and then uh, the resources that we provided as a, as a state board of missions and and the resources our associations provided ministry to pastors, ministry to churches, elementary yeah. schools, just all across the city, just wonderful, wonderful projects. Yeah, that's great. And coming from that, listeners, we are uh, planning a, a customization of that kind of approach and using love with a cross in the middle and then the city or area we're in. And the next, uh, really our first foray into this and customizing it is Love Mobile. And we're looking forward to that. It, it there will not it will not be as of the magnitude of scale that we had here in Serve Tour in the Serve Montgomery region or the River region, because uh, we're going to do it simply from the State Board of Missions. We'll not have the resources of North American Mission Board, so therefore we'll have to do it much more inexpensively, but much more targeted specifically for that area. We want to give a brief thought about how that looks for the future. Well, so far, a uh, significant amount of work has been done in just the last four days um, in in making arrangements, putting a time schedule together. We're looking at March of 2024, and it will be in Mobile, and, and we're looking at, at uh, working with Thomas Wright and his team four different areas, whether it be Citronelle or Pritchard area or uh, the south part of Mobile or, or the west part of Mobile. So there, there are four different places with, with several different weekends involved rather than it being a, a one weekend event. And that's so that some of the resources that are going to be made available through the state board uh, can be can be resourced across the city over different weekends instead of keeping it all in in just a few select sites. We're we are looking at at reducing from say forty eight projects to about ten. Yeah. And yeah. and funding those ten projects, and they're going to be more evangelistic event oriented. Uh, than than trying to help an individual or or help a just a specific school, it'll be spread across the the city. Well, I love the concept, and I believe it could be something we could take across the state, various localities over a period of time. And Rick, I want to thank you personally for being a part of our team here at the State Board of Missions, and you've done an outstanding job. Uh, you're highly respected here, not only on the staff but across the state. And if you have not met Rick Barnhart, you need to meet him. And I hope you've had an introduction to him in these brief moments we've had together. Listeners, what we try to do in One Mission, the podcast, is to talk to leaders and to talk about ministry and missions to help us better refine our skills as we seek to be on mission with the Great Commission. It is my joy, periodically, to be able to host this podcast. And we hope and pray that it meets your needs as you look to your own ministry. If you want to send in an email to us, you can go to my own personal email at rlance at allsbomb.org, or you can go through the website and offer suggestions about questions that could be asked of various leaders or perhaps leaders that might need to be interviewed in the days to come. I want you to know, dear people, that we're here for you at the Alabama Baptist State Board of Missions. We exist to assist churches and church leaders. We're proud to be able to do it. 
We know we're only a part of the team, but we're glad to be a part of the team. We love Alabama Baptist, and we look forward to continuing to serve as we give through the cooperative program, as we seek to be on mission with the Great Commission. We don't take that for granted. We take it seriously. All of us need to be Great Commission Christians, Great Commission leaders. Thank you again for joining us on One Mission, the podcast.